Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Well, hello, my sexy, wonderful audience. Okay, so today I've been talking, lately I've been doing a lot of kink and BDSM and sex and all that stuff, which is awesome and fun. But every once in a while, we need to have mother conversations. So to support being having my orgasmic life and the life that I lead that is filled with all sorts of fabulousness and of course, lots of orgasms. We need to talk about healing. So today's episode is, you know, I'm sure I'll be entertaining in some capacity, but probably won't be as sexy as I usually am. <laughs> I also, we're going to talk about body image. And so I decided to show up just before I go for uh, a workout. So that is oh natural that I don't have any makeup on, you know, I haven't, you know, had my shower, got my workout gear on, you know, so. I'm like, oh, natural as much as I can be on camera <laughs> for all my audience that uh, watch. Uh, everybody who's listening, you can picture me naked if it makes you feel better. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe I will be entertaining. Okay. So today we're going to talk about body image and how body image plays out a huge part in our sexual expression, our sexuality, how we move in the world. And, you know, over the years, I'm sure I've had conversations about, you know, body image issues and things like that. Um, in past episodes, I don't know which exact episodes those are. <laughs> Like I said, I just showed up this morning. <laughs> um, so let's take it from the top. All right. So most of my life, I have uh, found myself very beautiful, very sexy, and haven't struggled uh, on a daily basis with body image issues. Um, so, you know, I just need to take a moment to like acknowledge that piece. Okay. Cause there's different layers in which, um, how we feel about ourselves, um, affects our confidence, affects our ability to be in the world. Like it, it has a lot of bearing. And so, um, there's been periods of my life where, uh, I've been very much struggling with body image and actually, um, right now is one of those times um, as I have gained some weight while I've, you know, I've been sick over the last six months and, um, you know, instead of losing weight, which I should have been doing because I spent all this time puking, my body decided to go the opposite way as if it was in starvation mode and basically make me blow up and I'm all weighty and floaty and all things. So... So um, this is why I actually wanted to have a conversation about body image, because right now um, I'm struggling a little bit with it. And it's important to, you know, I always, I promise you guys, and you know, I promised you that I would always show up real, raw and truthful. So, so because of being sick, I have gained a significant amount of weight. Um, my body doesn't feel, you know, good on top of the health stuff, but now I'm getting better. So we found some reasons and that's all great, okay? However, 
um, it's probably going to take hmm, probably months and months and months of me getting back into my workout regime and my body trusting that it gets enough food and it's not in starvation mode and so I can release all of the store storing all the things in case it needs it and so for the next probably four to six months I'm going to be sitting in this flip fluidity and fluctuation of weight and um and weight is one of those things that we uh have grown up in the society anyways in our north american society that says if you are not skinny you are not beautiful and um there's all these unrealistic beauty uh markers that most people can't meet even the people who are in in the model industry, they get airbrushed. So there's a lot of misrepresentation uh, of the, the image of what is beauty. And so even if you are, you know, what society typically, uh, you know, you come close to being typical of what are, you know, this, <laughs> this at this time is considered beautiful, um you still probably if you don't have that body shape or type you probably even even if you're close to it you won't it won't be perfect because as humans we have all these beautiful stretch marks and flaws and and you know as we get older things start to go south and you know we start to you know if we've lived a really good life you know we'll have wrinkles some of those might be laugh lines some of those might be angry lines um you know our bodies change they're not as pert they're not as tight they're not as you know uh shiny <laughs> they were no longer a shiny new car right and so things start to shift and change and when those shifting and changing happens and yet what we watch and see, uh, um, you know, in our, you know, on television, on social media, on all the things, what we're seeing is through filters. So even if you're close to it, you're still not close to it because you have to have your filters on. So what that does is says, whether on a conscious or subconscious level for people, is it says you are not beautiful, you are not sexy, if you don't look like this. And um, the problem is that no one looks like that. <laughs> but that was created so that you're always, so this is why we have a whole industry of plastic surgery, um, you know, aging creams, anti-aging products, beauty products, makeup, all that kind of stuff. You know, um, you know, we have all, there's a whole beauty industry, multi-billion dollar industry because they need us all to not feel sexy or beautiful <laughs> and unless you have the products or do the things or take, do your dieting or whatever it is you uh you, you're never going to achieve it so that's kind of like the baseline and so you used to see it happening more just with uh you know vagina owners uh and those who identified as female However, I would say over the last 10 years, significantly, maybe the last 15 years, we're starting to see how that same beauty image, uh, you know, that society is, you know, unrealistic beauty image has been now affecting um, people with penises and male people who identify as male. Um, you know, how about your pecs and your, you know, your cut abs and, you know, making sure that, you know, depending, you know, that you're hairless or like, you know, you got to manscape and like, there's all these things that also, um, you know, are starting to affect men and penis owners who are starting to see the effects of not feeling beautiful and sexy. Okay. So unfortunately, kind of some point, all of us struggle with it. And, and I say that all of us struggle with it because all of us struggle with it. Um, I have spent a lot of time with some really beautiful, sexy people from a societal standpoint. And they are not, they don't love themselves either. <laughs> they don't think they're beautiful. 
They don't think they're sexy. They have to work out harder. They got to lose more weight. Um, you know, they need to get plastic surgery and body modification to achieve the, the unrealistic standards of our beauty standards in society. And so, you know, the more, and a lot of times what I have found is that the more external beauty from a societal standpoint people have often, not always, but often they have, there's a deep, deep um, self-esteem stuff going on underneath the facade of having to maintain it, what it means, all the things. And so, so we're all, whether you are societal version of what beauty looks like or what the ideal weight is or whatever, we're all struggling with these issues. And so I want to talk, so I just wanted to bring that to this tension because so, all right, so then let's drop it to the world of sex. Boom, chicka, wow, wow. <laughs> all right, in the world of sex, um, now you're naked, hopefully you're naked, or you're wearing some sex clothes. Um, and in that place, and when we are actually engaged in like primal, orgasmic, lustful, like the really good sex, not the like where you did it with the lights off and you know, the neighborhood didn't hear you. <laughs> I'm talking like fucking epic sex, screaming like a howler monkey, throwing shit around the room, like kind that, you know, you've had such a good sexual uh, romp that you can't walk and you don't know your name okay that's what we're talking about now here's the thing if you've actually really ever watched people who like are really in the throes of sex it's not attractive i mean like visually it's not attractive how we suspect it would be attractive okay so um you get into awkward positions your 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 belly does things your boobs do things your face makes ridiculous ridiculous uh unflattering cum faces and yet nobody in the throes of sex are being like oh god oh what does my ass look like from that angle or oh my god my belly's hanging or oh my god my boobs are sagging or like no one is thinking about that, except for the person who's struggling with it. But when you're in the throes of it, you're really not thinking about it. Because if you think, if you're thinking about those things, you're not being able to drop in, which means you're not going to be able to have this rockin' epic, uh, like the kind of sex that's like, oh, you know, there, <laughs> there's fireworks, the whole thing, right? So if you are thinking about it, it's preventing you from really dropping in because your partner's not thinking about it. Your partner's just like, oh, the sounds you make, the, the, the primalness, the, the lust, the sweatiness, the, the bodily fluids, uh, all, all of it. They're thinking about how sexy and hot that is. They are not thinking about what your ass looks like right now. Only thing they're thinking about is whether it's, it looks like it's really good to spank or grab up to or fuck. That's what they're thinking about. Bite it, like it, all these things. They are not thinking about whether or not it has a good angle or any of those things whatsoever. Okay. And I share this, you know, because we don't talk about that stuff. The other thing that I want to talk about in regard to this is okay, so, um, you know, I've over the years and currently have. Um, you know, quite a few clients that struggle part of their, uh, um, one of the key things that we need to do to awaken their sexuality and to unleash the divine sexual being that they are the primal lustful sexual being that they are. The first thing that we have to get over is this body image stuff, because as long as you're in that, you are not present, which means you can't let go to the lust, the intensity, the pleasure, the kink, whatever it is, okay? So the first thing is you got to release that. And it's hard to release that 
in a society that's constantly being you're bombarded with imagery that doesn't look anything like you. So there's a couple of ways over the years that um, has been very both very helpful for me as well as very helpful for my clients. Okay. Um, I also want to talk about a little bit before I get into the techniques that, you know, some of the things and the ways that you can start to kind of heal these pieces is that I want to talk about. So for me, I really, so beauty and sexy has nothing to do, by the way, with what you look like. It doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with what you wear. Those are all accessories. Beauty and sexy has everything to do with how you feel in your body. When you look in the mirror and you're like, damn, I'd fuck you. That, that confidence, that uh, being comfortable in your skin, the, you know, feeling good about who you are, that is what creates, that is truly what creates sexy. Now, what I found that creates beauty is joy, true joy. When you meet people like that you're like, wow, that person's so beautiful. It's because they have sparkles in their eyes. They laugh a lot. They smile a lot. There's a lightness about them and they really have joy. They express joy. They love being alive. There's, there's this beauty that just exudes from their being that you see. It's like, it's like when you see a beautiful sunset and it brings so much joy to your heart that you want to cry or like, you know, your, your heart wants to ejaculate with joy. <laughs> I had to throw the word into ejaculation in there, of course. <laughs> All right. So when you meet people that have exude that, that jolly, that joy, the happiness that they love their lives, they're just expressive in it. That is what you're attracted to in the beauty department. When you meet people who aren't smiling, don't have any twinkle in their eyes and really are not coming from a place of joy, they may be physically uh, by societal standards, beautiful, but you won't be attracted to them. You won't find them beautiful because they don't have the sparkle and the life of joy in their existence. That is what really expresses um, that joy of life and exuding through you is what gives you a glow, which gives you that sense. People are attracted to it and find you beautiful. Now, the, 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 what I found is the perfect cocktail, <laughs> non-alcoholic of course, because I don't drink. However, <laughs> the perfect cocktail is both joy of your life and the moment and the celebration of that, and the confidence of damn i would fuck me you add those two combinations of beauty and sexiness within yourself and you are this beacon of like everybody is attracted to you they won't even know why they're attracted to you and i know this and i'm sharing this from a place of knowing okay and I'm going to talk about why, how I figured that, how I've learned all these things and in my own life and things like that. Okay. So that's what makes sexy that you like your body, that you feel sexy in your body. You're, you know, you look in the mirror and that can be even, and you can even get there if you aren't necessarily, you know, say for example, um, I have some, you know, some roles right now. Right. So maybe I, you know, my roles, you know, I may not find sexy, but I can put on, you know, some other things like I can put on some, you know, flattering lingerie or I can put on some lipstick or, you know, um, I can, you know, drop into how beautiful and how and how sexy 
my body moves and, you know, I can drop into what it feels like when, you know, one of my lovers are ravishing me and, and also it helps to see yourself. This is a big piece of it. See yourself, how others see you. And when you can drop into that, and of course, when I say others, I mean, people who are not judgy. <laughs> don't see yourself like judgy people that but i'm talking about people who are like your lovers that can't get enough of you <laughs> that's what i'm talking about okay and it's a beautiful thing then because now when i leave the house my body weight hasn't changed or nothing has changed the only thing has changed is i've decided that i am just as fucking sexy as i was you know to dress sizes ago and finding the the sexiness in the way that my new body moves and and you know how it feels and um how it feels when i'm you know getting fucked or having sex or all the things okay so that's what sex sexy comes from how you feel about yourself not what you look like, but how you feel about your, your sexuality and yourself and, you know, pleasure and all the things. Beauty comes from joy, how joyful you are, how expressive, how happy, how much you love your life. Now, you're not loving your life and you're not getting, you know, having that really good sex and you're not feeling good in your body, then we need to remedy that so that that's where we can help. This is one of the things that I can support you in. Um, if you reach out to me, we can do, you know, embracing and awakening and, you know, help you find and be see, see through the eyes of a lover and all these kinds of beautiful things. So you can reach out to me and we can talk about how we can get you feeling hot and sexy and be like, when you look in the mirror, you're like, damn, yeah, I totally want to do it. And feeling joy and laughter um, and play throughout your life. Um, so yeah, reach out to me. You can find me at guymorissette.com. Okay, so I want to give you a little backstory of why, how I, how I figured out these things. Okay, not only from working with thousands of people over the over my career um, on helping people love their bodies and love themselves and embrace their sexiness and embrace their sexuality and awaken their primal selves. So, you know, there's all of that expertise that goes into um, my knowledge base of this, but on a personal level. So growing up, I was uh, first, I was a tomboy because that's what we called, uh, you know, that's what we called girls that didn't really want to be girls and interacted and played like boys, right? So I was a tomboy. And, um, you know, and so then when I hit puberty, um, and I got boobs, <laughs> then all of a sudden, um, there was like a weird thing that happened in my little, 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 uh, you know, pod of, of playmates to all of a sudden I now wasn't alpha boy, which is usually what happened because I'm, you know, if you know me at all, <laughs> pretty alpha. So I tend to, any group tends to always put me at the top and decision-making that's just what happens, whether I want it or not. So as you know, when I'm hanging out with all these boys, I became the alpha of the group and then I got boobs. And then the boys were like, oh, how do we interact with you now? <laughs> so. There was this like really awkward phase of my life where, you know, I still was very much, you know, alpha, alpha male, so to speak in my group, but now I got boobs. So they're like, I don't know how, they don't know how to interact with me. There was some, you know, it was very heartbreaking because now they wanted to interact with me to touch, try to figure out how to touch my boobs. I was like, ah, no, I don't have, so, you know, there was, there was some confusion in that period of time. Anyway, so I got on the other side of that and I embraced my boobs. <laughs> and I was like, ah, okay. I figured out now how to how to interact with boys being a girl that has boobs that everybody wants to touch. I'm like, okay. I figured that the dynamics of that, you know, sorted that out. And on the other side of that, then um, again, you know, I I very much typically I was very thin. 
I had nice breasts. I had a perfect hourglass figure and I was quite beautiful. And I had uh, a lot of beauty privilege that I need to talk about for a second because it needs to be acknowledged um, that because of how attractive I was uh, in, you know, from societal standards, um, there were benefits that I got. I got, you know, I got served first when I was at the bar, um, you know, boys, you know, went out of their way to, you know, get my attention. Um, there was, you know, overall, you know, people reacted well to me because of how uh, beautiful I was. And so there was some significant beauty privileges that you know, I walked into the room and everybody paid attention. Um, I was center of attention all the time. Um, I could basically use my beauty privilege, which sadly I, I, you know, when I was young, figuring it all out, I really realized I'm like, oh my God, I have so much power with boobs. <laughs> so I won't lie. I did use that to my advantage a little bit. Um, but, you know, that was, you know, I was young. I didn't know any better. Okay. So I had all this beautiful, like I said, beauty privilege in, and then when I was 25, I was in a major car accident and, um, I went from super fit, super sexy, super, you know, beautiful to now I can't move. I gained like almost 90 pounds. I, I was in chronic pain. I wasn't physically strong. Like, uh, you know, I was bedridden for, I think it was six to eight months. Um, and so I lost at that period of time, I lost my beauty privilege. I walked into places and no one acknowledged me. If anything, people like averted their eyes because I'm like, what is happening here? Well, I, what was happening? I've had this privilege my whole entire life and now it's gone. And I thought it was gone. I thought it was gone because I had gained weight and that I wasn't physically uh, capable. And the truth is, is that that was how I felt about me. I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't feel sexy. I didn't feel capable anymore. My whole life was destroyed at the age of 25. Everything that I could have could do, I could no longer do. There was a chance that that point that I was gonna have to give up my career. Back then I was a I owned a pottery studio that I was gonna have to give up being a potter and and all of my dreams of you know gallivanting around the world and all that kind of stuff was shattered. And when that got shattered. And I was in so much pain and I was on lots of medication. I went into a real state of, you know, depression and not liking my body because it was the horrible place to be in because there was just nothing but injury and pain and no real hope for the future that I wasn't going to just be a stoned all the time on pain medication. And so during that period of time, I didn't feel beautiful. I didn't love life. I didn't have this glorious, like, ah, about me, this light, the sparkly, the shininess, the love of being alive. I didn't have any of that. And, um, and then physically, I also, you know, uh, you know, I physically, I wasn't, you know, wasn't capable of dressing in comfortable, like in sexy clothes. I basically just rolled out in my onesies and my pajamas and overall, it was like I had given up. <laughs> In all fairness, there was a period where I had kind of given up because my identity of who I was died in that car accident. And I didn't know how to be this new version of myself. And I didn't like this new version. I really liked the old version of me at that point. So I did some healing, did some work, did some stuff had to lean really hard into how do I find myself beautiful um, and sexy again and um, with the new body. And one of the things that was very powerful for me and has been over the years and has been incredibly powerful for other clients who I've gotten to do this is I had 
friends of mine who were my tantra teachers um, had taken a bunch of pictures uh, of me for their some of their education and and uh, with my, me and my partner at the time and me alone and there was one incredibly beautiful sexy picture of me laying on my back and I was doing um, there's technique called in tantra called fire fire breath and so I was doing the fire breath and I was moving my hands and my breasts and I was naked and and there was staying I was laying in, in the sunshine of stained glass window and the way that my hair looked it was gorgeous it was like I looked like the sexiest, most divine goddess I'd ever seen. Now, so this is what happens. So they had taken lots of pictures, blah, blah, blah. And so I went for a visit and I was, and I was looking at this picture and I was like, wow, this is such a beautiful picture. Who is this? And uh, one of my tantric teachers was like, uh, those are your boobs, <laughs> that's you. And it was like, all of a sudden, started to change my belief system and my visual and my ideology of if I how how could I find this picture so incredibly sexy and beautiful and turns out it's me and not be able to see that in me on a daily basis and so that was kind of like the turning point for me I'm like oh, okay so I got, we did a bunch more photo shoots. And then uh, for the first, for a couple of years, I had all these beautiful naked, you know, uh, beautiful pictures of me all throughout my house. And in, especially in the bathroom beside the mirrors and wherever there was a mirror, there was definitely uh, a beautiful, sexy picture, uh, professional picture that was taken of me beside that mirror. And so what started to happen is that when I would look at the mirror and I would drop into, oh my God, I'm, you know, I'm not beautiful anymore. I'm not sexy anymore. My boobs have sagged. I got stretch marks. I'm like getting fat, like all of the stuff that was running through my head. Um, I would look at that picture and be like, but that's me. And I find myself incredibly beautiful. I find that picture so gorgeous. So how can I not see that in me? And so it started to change. Every time I saw these beautiful pictures of myself, it started to change the belief system of the, what is beautiful, what is sexy, and that I can be those things as my body is today, not what it was, but who I am today. And so that was a huge transformation for me doing that work. And I, you know, I've, it's been very powerful for many of my clients to do using, uh, you know, professional photography as a way to reprogram what we see as images that are beautiful. The second thing that was very helpful for me is I created these body image rooms. Um, and if I think I have a couple left for sale, if anybody is interested. Um, with their clay ones, um, but you can make your own. So you can get a bunch of rocks and you can write and paint on those rocks, uh, all the body parts, or you can get, um, you know, which is actually is what I would recommend. Uh, my uh, is like clay that's been carved and fired and all these things. And you put them all in a little baggie. And so then what you do is you pull out one of the body. So one of the body parts, and then you go to the mirror and you say three nice things about that body part. Only you're only focusing on that body part. So it's not the whole body. What you're doing is you're breaking down systematically how you can love all of your body. So you say three nice things about that part of your body. Now, when you try to say those three nice things, as I've talked lots of episodes about, you know, how we change our critic into our cheerleader, um, the, the critic will say, no, I got blah, blah, blah. And all you're going to do is visualize taking that whatever, you know, negative, not flattering thought process you had, and you can flush it down, visually flush it down the toilet, throw it, in a, throw it into a bonfire, throw it into a volcano, 
what, throw it out the window, whatever imagery works for you with that. And you carry that rune with you all day. And every time you touch it, so you have it on your body. So every time you touch that rune, um, you then repeat those three things. And you, you know, and you send love to that part of your body. So what happens for me and for others is after about doing this for, I don't know, about a year, I'd say about a year, consistently on a daily basis for about a year. Um, one day I looked in the mirror, I was like, and I had fallen in love all over again with my curves and my stretches and my body and the way my body was. And I felt beautiful and I felt sexy and I felt happy. And what happened, I didn't change, my body didn't change, by the way, I still had all the weight that I was carrying at the time and all the things and I'm still in pain and all the things, but because how I started to love me, then all of a sudden my beauty privilege all came back. It was like weird. It was like night and day. I was like, oh, oh, well, I guess it's true. Beauty has nothing to do with what you physically look like. Sexiness has nothing to do with what you physically look like. It has to do with how you feel about what you feel, what you look like and how you feel in your life and what do you express in your life. So as I was loving life, loving myself, my twinkle came back in my eyes, my sparkle, my smile, my infectious laugh, uh, the you know, the way that I held my head, my posture, my body. Um, I didn't want to be invisible. So I was back in, you know, large and in charge and, you know, walking into the room and all of a sudden people are looking and paying attention. And I was like, I'm, you know, people are attracted to me. People are flirting with me. I was like, oh, this is awesome. So that is when I knew, okay, all this shit that we watch and listen to in, on the, in media is bullshit. What it is, is what, how you feel about yourself. This is why you can meet somebody who's incredibly from beauty standards, not beautiful at all. And yet, you know, you find them so incredibly attractive because it's their shiny light that they exude and how they feel about themselves and how confident they are and all the things. So, so that's why, that's why I wanted to share, I needed to share that with you. And, and then throughout the years, um, you know, body getting sick and other things and incidences and blah, 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 and, you know, different things happening, um, you know, every once in a while, I will kind of drop into again, like I said, I, I'm not, you know, I live in the society that we all live in, um, that. I'll, it'll start to feel like I'm not beautiful, feeling beautiful. I'm not feeling sexy. I'm not feeling any of these things. And so then I go do things. Sometimes, you know, I use my runes for a while. I'll do some uh, mirror work. Um, you know, I have a bunch of tools at my disposal. I might do a new photo shoot. Um, if my body is radically, body shape is radically changed. So I can embrace the new body and find the new body sexy. Um, the other thing too, that's been really helpful over the years is spending time at a news resort. And it might seem like, oh my God, that's like the worst thing if you don't love your body, but it's not, it's actually the best thing because at a nudist, you know, whether it's a nudist resort or a nudist beach, you see all different ages, sizes, um, races um orientations um naked bodies and these naked bodies are like real naked bodies and you can then see how your body looks like other people's bodies and what that does is it changes again the beauty uh belief systems that we're programmed to believe if only if a, only if the only time you ever see other people naked is in a sexual situation um, or in porn um, or on, you know, TV um, or in magazines, your likelihood of your body shape and size 
isn't being showcased to you. And when you don't see mirror images of yourself in the things that, in the way that we move in the world, especially the things that we consume in media in particular, what starts to happen even on a subconscious level is saying, I must not be beautiful. I don't look like any of those things. I don't look like any of those people because we've been told that they're beautiful. So if you don't look like that image that you've been told is beautiful, then immediately you tell your, in your psyche, it's like, well, obviously I'm not beautiful. And so when we don't have real bodies, we don't see real naked people or watch real people having sex um, that haven't had all this work and airbrushed and editing and lighting and all the things, we don't, we can't change our own beliefs around beauty that allow us to accept ourselves and allow us to accept our own sexuality, our own sexiness. So I recommend going to, you know, a nudist resort, um, you know, going out to, uh, you know, new, you know, places where people will be naked. If you happen to be you know, and, and it's not really, um, you know, if you happen to go to the gym, depending on your gym, um, you know, people may be naked in the locker room, but a lot of times because we have this weird thing about naked bodies, um, people cover themselves up all the time. So even if you go, you know, or while you're on vacation, you go to, you know, you're traveling, go to a topless or naked beach and see all the different bodies who are really comfortable, um, you know, like lean into that place so that you can create some new imagery for yourself and your subconscious of what is beautiful or sexy and that your body looks like other people's bodies. That's an important piece. When we don't have it mirrored back to us, we basically internally internalize that there must be something wrong with us because we don't see anybody that looks like us. Okay. All right. So this is a big conversation, much longer than I thought I was going to have. <laughs> well, you know, so the last thing, so here's the other piece is that I just, why is it worth doing this work? It's worth doing this work for many reasons. One, it feels awful to not be able to love what you see in the mirror. When you look at the mirror and all you see is all this ugliness, weight, stretch marks, uh, aging, whatever it is, when you look in the mirror and that's what you see, you then internalize and you dim your light, you dim your shine, you dim your joy, you can't you, you can't have the confidence to walk out into the world. You can't hold space. You can't have a presence because what you're doing is you want to hide and it's self-loathing. When you're doing self-loathing thought processes, it internally affects you in many ways, physically, emotionally, your ability to have, you know, great orgasms and surrender to your pleasure, not to mention allowing your your partner to truly enjoy your beautiful body that they're attracted to, um, you know, it affects all of those things. And I see in, um, you know, you know, I have, you know, especially, especially in my female clients, um, you know, who, when, you know, they, they're worried about what they look like. They're worried that they're fat. They're worrying, they're worrying about all these things that, that I'm not going to be turned on while I'm supporting them or, you know, while we're in the dungeon or whatever. And I'm like, you're beautiful. You're sexy. You are, you're here. The sounds you make, the surrendering, all of that stuff is beautiful and incredibly sexy. So it affects their ability to receive it affects their ability to drop in and affects their ability so again we have to heal all those things i also see it see it with my penis owner clients as well 
Um, you know, it affects their ability to uh, get a heart on, uh, feel good about themselves, to feel sexy. It uh, prevents them from, you know, engaging and, you know, engaging in sex with sexuality with others because they feel not sexy themselves and therefore it affects all of their things. So it, and also when you don't have that confidence that which is what sexiness is by the way then it's affecting how you stand up in the world how you show up in your work and how you show up in your friendships and uh, you know how confident you are in yourself is directly linked to your sex feeling internal sexiness and um, so it's important because if you want to have the life you want to have where you you have the dream job, the dream partner or partners, the family that you want, the you know to have the sex life that you deserve, then you need to heal that body image component. Um, and it's that body image often is uh, intertwined with our self-worth and self-esteem. So and our self-love so without those things life can be really hard and really challenging and really difficult and and very lonely because we also don't usually allow people to get close or in and all the things okay so it may sound like oh my god that sounds like a lot of work but i'm telling you it's amazing on the other side of that and um you know and the last funny story before I go, well, it wasn't really funny. So one of my uh, wonderful clients, uh, he, <laughs> he's not very tactful. Um, and the way, you know, he's kind of like a little socially awkward and how he actually, you know, communicates is, is, and English is not his first language. So there's a lot of times where he says things and you're like, you did but he's so he never comes from a malicious place and he's so sweet and kind and loving and helpful and all the things but things that come out of his mouth sometimes you're like oh god so um this particular client loves he's like he loves high energy high extreme um you know trying new things that's his, kind of his jam and over the last, you know, you know, over the last six months, because of you know dealing with my my issue, my bot, my health issues, my energy's been very low and starting to come back up. But I'm still not quite at the the level that um, you know he desires and craves, and you know that I enjoy, you know, giving with him. So I, you know, luckily, uh, you know. I got another Dom working out of my dungeon right now and uh, you know she's awesome and and she's very similar to me personality wise and how she doms I've done some training for her and um, and they've spent some time together in the past so there's familiarity so I basically asked if you know she could take over doing some doming um, while I'm you know basically before I, until I'm like at my max peak performance. <laughs> and so, so he hasn't seen me, he hasn't seen me for months and months and months. Okay. The last time he saw me was actually me leaving, <laughs> leaving the group in Costa Rica to come home. Okay. Because I, I got really sick. So I had to come home um, in February. So, uh, I was going to pass him over, you know, to uh, the new Dom who can, you know, help him and get him his sessions and, you know, over the next couple months while I'm continuing my recovery process. So I was, I was really excited to see him and I was like, I really, you know, I've missed him. Right. So, but we got to do a trance, you know, like a handover, right. He's my little subby. I have, you know, been working with him for years. And I need to hand that over, hand him over to the new Dom. And so he sees me and I give him a giant hug. And, and, you know, a couple of days earlier, I was feeling really fat and not attractive and really trying to work through like surrendering to my body and loving my body and my body's sexy and all this. So it was just perfect timing. Two days earlier, I was like crying about how, 
you know, no matter what I'm doing, I keep gaining weight and blah, blah. And, and he hugs me and then he's like, wow, you really gained a lot of weight. And that's it. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, oh my God, I'm ugly, like internally, right? Like deep down internally, but you know, I manage my shit in the dungeon as I train others to do. Um, so I just looked at him and I'm like, yes, I have, I've been really sick and that's it. So I don't know. I mean, most likely it was like, oh, the last time he saw me, I, I was really skinny and, and I was sick and now I've gained weight. And in his mind, it could be like, oh, that's a good thing you've gained weight or like there's, but often he, he only shares kind of parts of the things that are happening in his brain. And so that happened to be, that's what came out. And I had to remind myself, he really is a sweetheart. and would never say anything cruel within cruel intention. So I'm sure there's a rest of the sentences that are happening in his brain that he's not sharing with you. <laughs> so I'm like, shake it off, <laughs> shake it off. I collared him, put the leash on, handing the leash to the new dog, and I said, you know, I you know, made him look at me. He was on his knees and made him look at me. And I'm like, now don't embarrass me. I've trained you well. Be a good boy. And then I handed my, the, his leash to the dom. I'm like, don't break my toy. Have fun. And I laughed. And so <laughs> that all day long, I was like, oh, my God. It really, like, it hit me. It hit me hard. It hit me, like, deeply. I'm like... And all of my own insecurities showed up. And then I was like, nope, that's not, he was definitely not coming from malicious. He, you know, it could just be a matter of fact, you've gained weight, which is true. I have gained weight. So, and why can't we say that? Like, why is that a problem that he can just say, yes, you've gained weight? And I'd be like, yes, I have. <laughs> so, so in some ways I was very grateful because he pointed out that you know, by the emotional reaction that I was feeling about that meant that there was a bunch of still stuff going on internally that I needed to kind of clear and do my work and, and start really like, you know, when I'm in the bathroom and I'm at the mirror to say you're beautiful and you're sexy just as you are and, and do start doing the stuff to like embrace where my body is today. And it was a beautiful, beautiful reminder. So which, you know, like I said, I love and adore him. And I always have to remember, I got to put my filtering on, on how he perceives the world and how he shares and communicates. It's not from a malicious place. And that just really helped me to remember, which is why I wanted to talk about, that's why I brought this topic up is because it's like, it was like, whoa, you know, last week, it was a big issue for me that I had to clear. And now I'm back to, you know, yesterday, I put on a corset that I had to, you know, let out a little bit. And I put it on and I put some makeup on. And I was like, and had to do some pre recording um, stuff. And I was like, I'm really hot. I'm really sexy. Damn. You know, my lovers look at me and they don't, none of them are like, they're just like, oh God, you're so gorgeous. My clients, same thing. You know, they, they think I'm gorgeous in whatever shape I show up in. It doesn't matter. And the other piece of that, that I do want to talk, just, I know I keep going and this is a long topic, it's a heavy conversation. Anyways, I also, you know, other doms. So as I've been training other doms, there's plenty of doms that don't look anything like you, which is great because the nice thing is when a client chooses to come work with you, it's because they're genuinely attracted to who you are, who you are, how you move, the kind of things you're into, the way you dress, your curves, your body shape, all of the things. And so it's also a lovely little reminder you know, you know, as I'm training doms and, and, you know, they're like, oh, so-and-so is like tiny and looks, has tattoos and looks like this. And I am like, I have short, you know, the person's like, I have short hair and I, there's like, I have long hair or, 
you know, they, you know, everybody looks different and then everybody has a different Dom style. But the nice thing is our clients choose us because they're attracted to us. That's why they choose to come spend time with us. So whatever that attraction is for them, they find it exactly with who you are. So that goes, so when I look at it from a client perspective, all my clients that come see me, come see me because they're incredibly attracted to who I am, how I move, as well as how I look in whatever shape that looks happens to be. And that goes for all my lovers over my life. My lovers are drawn to me. They're attracted to me. They, they're attracted to me in whatever shape or size. The biggest factor of, you know, I would say my most, my most hot feature <laughs> is my primal lust <laughs> and how incredibly horny I am and how orgasmic I am. These, I would say, are my key sex appeal um, outside of, you know, all of my, you know, of course, all of my other mad sex skills that I have because, you know, I'm really good at sex. <laughs> Which is why I'm a sex expert and I teach people how to have sex because I'm really good at it. Um, and, uh, you know, help people find how to be, you know, how they can uh, un unleash and be like, you know, fuck like a rock star or, you know, embrace their kinks or whatever it is. So that's, that's what my sex appeal is, is how sexual I am, how open I am, how free I am, how primal I am, um, you know, how I've, you know, don't have a lot of sex shame because I've done a lot of healing that's important to remember. And I've done a lot of work and a lot of healing about sexuality and healing any shame or trauma or all the things, right? Which is what, you know, one of my areas of expertise. Are. So if you're having sexual shame and trauma and you also want to be like, Ooh, I want my, I want my sex appeal that I'm horny and orgasmic and super horny. Great. Come see me. I'll help you get there. <laughs> you want to increase your sex, sex skills? I have the best course ever I created. It will help you. You take this course called Sexual Skill Building, the nuts and bolts of sex. You take that course, you do the homework, you will be a rock star in the bedroom. I'm telling you. So reach out, take some courses, reach out to me. Um, you know, I hope some of those exercises, and if you need more, you can reach out to me, um, at guyamorissette.com and listen to the outro with all the different other ways that you can interact with me. Um, if you're interested in that sexual skill building course, you can go to, uh, education, um, under guyamorissette.com. There's a whole section that will take you to directly to my extensive library. I think if I have 20 22 courses, I think, of different areas of human sexuality, relationships, love. Um, all right, till next time, find your joy and figure out how you can look in that mirror, wink your, at yourself and be like, I totally do you, okay? <laughs> Have a good day, bye-bye. Thanks for listening. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So, Quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is my orgasmic life podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments. Also come join me on Facebook at my orgasmic life podcast, Facebook group. 
And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you, what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want, I want to know because I'm a little bit of a voyeur. So I want to know what, how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please, please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. You can email my slutty assistant, Layla at GaiaMorissette.com. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Bye-bye. <laughs>